This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. I wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, August 25th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing on this Tuesday? Doing good. Uh, it's uh, Taco Tuesday. Um, always love the Tuesday editions and uh, didn't have to work last night. So a little more well rested than normal. So I'm feeling good. How about you, bud? I'm doing good. Doing good. Got to bed on time. Woke up well. Uh, traffic was a little slow going this morning. I guess everybody's back in school. Got stuck behind one of those uh, buses where the red lights were flashing and you can't pass them no matter what you want to oh. do. And they seem oh, to be yeah. taking their uh, their sweet time this morning. Uh, were you able to get your uh, daily dose of uh, hot cocoa and donut from Starbucks? I was. I was. So, oh, okay. Uh, yep, made it then in all, time. Yeah. All is well in the world there. <laughs> so, so that's a good thing. Yeah, I can't complain too much. And uh, I guess it's important that the kids go back to school. So I can wait a, yeah. an extra hey, minute I'm or two. Not- that's good to hear that they actually got to go back into school. You know, there's it's mixed out here. It's like some got to go back and then some are online classes. So, you know. Yeah, ours is a little bit of a mix, too. But uh, it's the middle school and high schools that are going back, I think, in sort of split shifts. So it's like day on, day off. But they still need to be picked up at school or for school uh, by the bus. And so, uh, you know, if, if you don't time it right, sometimes you get stuck behind them. But uh, like I said, made it here in plenty of time, got the show put together, and uh, we are ready to roll on this Tuesday. Let's roll. <laughs> well, let's kick things off with uh, my question for a co-host. Tony, we've talked to idioms before. These are common sayings that... Uh, you know, a lot of people don't know where they come from, but uh, do you recall the idiom, a dead ringer? Say, oh, she's a dead ringer. What it, yes, me- what it means and where that. it comes from. I don't know where it comes from, but she's a dead ringer means like she's smoking hot. She's perfect. She's a 10, <laughs> beautiful woman. You're but cl- I don't know. I don't know where it comes from or anything. I've heard it. You're close. A dead ringer is uh, somebody who looks just like somebody else. And uh, the idiom actually comes from, uh, I don't remember what century, but it's way back in the old times when uh, medicine wasn't as good as it is today. And uh, people would be declared dead. They would bury them. And then they would uh, basically create a little tunnel down to the casket with a string up to the top where there was a bell. And uh, there were 
often, not often, but uh, sometimes, times where a person wasn't actually dead. And so from inside the coffin, they'd wake up and they'd have to ring the bell, be a dead ringer, and uh, then people would come and, and unbury them. And so that, uh, you know, the, the saying basically came from, you know, somebody looks like somebody who just died. Okay. So it's almost like having, in a way, it's like having a doppelganger similar to that. Exactly. Exactly. Gotcha. Like, Tony, you're a dead ringer for, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. There's don't apparently know there's. <laughs> I hear it a lot. I like uh, when Fred, I was in Fred Idaho. Savage. I, I had this uh, blonde lady. She came up to me at the bar in uh, Idaho, and she goes, "Hey, you, how are you doing?" I said, "Good." And I thought she was just being nice. And she goes, "Yeah." She goes, "I'm glad to see you back." And I and I just kind of looked at her. She goes, "She's like, yeah." She goes, "You you're the one that works right down the street, right? You're here." Um, she goes, "You come in often." And I'm like, "No, <laughs> nope. not me." She goes, oh, well, you look just like the guy, or he looks just like you, one of the two. I'm like, oh, that's sweet. So apparently I have one in Idaho, too. There so. you go. You're a dead ringer for yeah. that guy. Dead ringer for that one guy. So Who knows that girl? <laughs> in the story, I mentioned uh, that, you know, medicine wasn't quite what it used to be. Apparently it's still not what it should be. So uh, in Southfield, Michigan says uh, she was pronounced dead by paramedics even though she was still alive. A 20-year-old Southfield woman was reportedly discovered still breathing at a funeral home. Paramedics declared the woman dead on Sunday morning after she was found in cardiac arrest inside her Southfield home. The Southfield Fire Department released this statement about the incident. It says at 7.34 a.m. on August 23, 2020, Southfield Fire Department paramedics arrived at a home in Southfield on a call for an unresponsive female. When paramedics arrived, they found a 20-year-old who was not breathing. The paramedics performed CPR and other life-reviving methods for 30 minutes. Given medical records, uh, or sorry, given medical readings and the condition of the patient, it was determined that she, uh, at that time that she did not have signs of life. Because there was no indication of foul play, as per standard operating procedure, the Oakland County Medical Examiner's Office was contacted and given the medical data. The patient was again determined to have expired, and the body was released directly to the family to make arrangements with the funeral home of their choosing. The woman was taken to James H. Cole Funeral Home in Detroit, where an employee then reportedly found her still breathing. The funeral home had this to say, after receiving clearance from the Oakland County Medical Examiner's Office, she was transported to our funeral home. Upon her arrival at the funeral home, our staff confirmed she was breathing and called EMS. There's no word on how the woman is doing. The rest of the statement from the Southfield Fire Department said, uh, personal information on the patient is not being released to respect the privacy of her family. That's terrifying, Tone. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Could you imagine, like... Uh... You know, if one of us passed and then all of a sudden it's like you run into the, the person that looks just like you or has the same mannerisms, talks like you, but it's not you. That's, oof, the, it's hard to get the braid around that. That's terrifying. Scary Jerry! Oh, so, uh, regardless, I mean, here even in the 21st century, you um, know, Medical technicians don't always get it right. Luckily, the woman is alive. Hopefully, she's doing well. But, uh, whew, you know, just think of what could have been or if they had chosen to cremate her and she was still alive. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. That would not have been good. <laughs> well, you know what is good? 
today's show. We've got a hell of yeah. a show lined up for you today. It is Tuesday. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? This is Taco Tuesday! Being that it's Tuesday, we have another edition of Rank It With Tony. We have a segment called Teach Him a Lesson. Our call-in topic today is the best prank phone calls. We have a segment called A Glitch in the Matrix. We have This Day in History, and up next, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, August 25th. We love interaction from you guys, the listeners and watchers, whether you are chiming in on our Facebook page or leaving us <coughs> excuse me, leaving us a message on the Phoenix line. It's a 24-hour a day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to uh, leave a message on anything to your heart's desire. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. Again, any topic just to check in, tell us how you're doing, tell us if we're wrong, anything all we ask is that you keep it entertaining. From there, we will compile it up and put it out in a future show. Now, being that it is the second segment of this show, Tony is here with today's entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, August 25th, and uh, let's roll into the Filippo Fast Five. All right, get your uh, you get your Tiger King, your Carol Baskin button ready. You mean Carol Baskin? That one? Yeah, it'd be the one. Yep. Well, she's in talks to join Dancing with the Stars season twenty nine. <laughs> she's gonna be grooving all you cool cats and kittens. All hey, you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds sells his gin company for six hundred and ten million dollars. Although he is still a partner in it, but he overall sold it off to investors and other company quick side tangent if you get a chance read his uh, out of office reply that he did specifically for that hilarious okay i'll have to the the guy is just money he's awesome um who wants to be a millionaire abc's jimmy kimmel hosted game show will return for production for season two i didn't even know they rebooted it with him but uh, i didn't there you go uh, Glee star Leah Michelle, the least popular member of the Glee cast, apparently, and AYR president Zandy Wright welcome a baby boy. Congratulations. Okay. And former Red Hot Chili Peppers guitarist Jack Sherman, dead at 64. Oof. Rest in peace. Bummer. Yes. All right. Now let's get on to the news, little bunny. Oh, crap. I hit the wrong thing. We don't want that. <laughs> uh, well, I was trying to drag my screen up so I could read it, and it they refreshed. Anyhow, uh, the Powerpuff Girls will have a live-action TV series in development at the CW. The story of the delusioned 20-somethings who resent having lost their childhood to crime fighting. Okay. As reported by Variety, the new version of the classic series sees the Powerpuff Girls as... Well, it's just exactly what I read. Uh, will they agree to reunite now that the world needs the, needs them more than ever? The new project is from writers and executive producers Heather Ragner and Diablo Cody. 
Ragnar has worked on the recent Veronica Mars revival, iZombie, and Sleepy Hollow, while Cody is best known for writing Juno, where she won the Academy Award for the Best Original Screenplay in 2008. She also worked on Jennifer's Body and Young Adult. I like how they put just Juno, because mm-hmm. that got the Academy Award, and then Jennifer's Body and Young Adult. Like, so great. Yeah. yeah, that's so good ones. Uh, Warner Brothers Television will produce the series, and Greg Berlanti, Sarah Scheister, and Dave Madden will executive produce via Berlanti Productions. The Powerpuff Girls ran for six seasons and 78 episodes between 98 and 2005. It was created by Craig McCracken and was the tale of Blossom, Bubbles, and Buttercup, who were created when Professor Utonium combined sugar, spice, and everything nice with the mysterious Chemical X. The Powerpuff Girls movie was released in 2002, and a reboot of the series aired on Cartoon Network in 2016. Uh, Unless you're bringing Tara Strong in, I don't know about this. What do you think, brother? (laughs) I know this was not kind of a cartoon for you and I, but... No, nope. never know. I don't know if you checked it out. So. No, but I could appreciate the humor and and uh, you know the animation style of it. I don't know if it's going to play in a live action scenario. I don't either. I think what made it so good is they had those big eyes. It was very flashy, artsy, and cutesy. It wasn't the one where it had a talking monkey with a turban on it. Yes. Uh, okay, so you know I don't know how you pull that off in live action form, but uh, good luck to them. Right. Uh, kind, kind of sticking in the world of uh, CW and all that. Um, Arrow star Stephen Amell reveals first look at new wrestling drama, Keels. Uh, following the end of Arrow's eight-run season on the CW network, star Stephen Amell landed a very different role. He joined a wrestling-centric series, Keels, on Stars. Now he has provided a brief glimpse into his new world. He posted a social a photo on social media that on Monday that showed a set of dumbbells next to a rough-looking wall. He focused on a banner that said, Welcome to Heels Jam- Gymnasium. Amel didn't caption the photo, but he created considerable excitement among fans on social media. Several responded and proclaimed that they can't wait for the new series to begin, although they asked Amel to train safely and avoid injuries. Heels revolves around the men and women trying to build careers in professional wrestling. The show is set in Georgia community and follows a family-owned wrestling promotion. Ammo plays the, or heel, Jack Spade, while Alexander Ludwig plays his brother and the hero character, Ace Spade. The two brothers clash over their late father's legacy while facing off in the ring. The cast also includes Alan Maldonado, who recently spoke exclusively to pop culture, and provided some insight on the show. He said that filming will begin in September, and the cast has already done two weeks of training. Amel is currently in Georgia preparing, and Maldonado should join him shortly. I'm excited to get down there and get to playing and get to wrestling, he told Pop Culture. We started wrestling two weeks ago before we were all quarantined. I tell you, those two weeks were a blast, just taking bumps and learning all the moves and just learning how not fake wrestling is. When you take those real hits, those real slaps and real bumps, it's not fake. Not much is known about the various characters on heels, but Maldonado provided some insight. Um, his character's name is Rooster, and then it just goes on to more wrestling-related stuff. So I'm going to skip the rest of that one. All right. It's just kind of a long, dragged-out one. But nonetheless, Stephen Amell, wrestling show, heels. Uh, there you go. Uh, Netflix has revealed that Cobra Kai um, Season 3 has been announced for 2021. So it got pushed back. 
Um, they released a teaser trailer yesterday where it gets you caught up. Uh, you know, like it shows you the best highlights of season one and season two. And then at the very end, there's that nice teaser for season three. Um, back in June, Karate Kid was picked up. It was dropped by YouTube. Um, and then season three had already been shot in post-production. It was ready to go. But it just kind of was going to sit in the can. But Netflix came back, needed some ammo for their ser- for their streaming network, picked up Cobra Kai, and uh, it's going to be coming out here in 2021. Now, I have to say, um, if you haven't seen it, it comes out this at the end of, actually, next week, I think, season one and season two drop. Okay. So if you haven't seen it, you're a fan of The Karate Kid, or even if you're not a fan of The Karate Kid, it's a fantastic uh, series. I, I loved season one and two. I really enjoyed both. Um, and now with season three coming out, I'm very excited. Uh, uh, so I recommend it. So it's one of those, uh, behind the streams type thing. Definitely check that out. Yeah. It uh, gives me a chance soon chance to catch up before uh, season three hits. Cause I didn't have uh, YouTube red or whatever their subscription service was. So, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And I feel it's going to get so much. I think it's going to have that, uh, perfect, um, the perfect uh, viewership on Netflix. It's where it should have gone, in my opinion, originally. When they were trying to launch YouTube Red, I was kind of like, I don't yeah. know about all that. But, uh, okay, so, but good luck to it. So, um, but now that it's on there. So, and moving on from, like, TV shows on to video game news, uh, a new report um, claims that the Nintendo Switch will allegedly launch a new version in early 2021. According to Economic Daily News, Economic, wow, (laughs) the new version of the Switch will enter production later this year and will launch at retail uh, first quarter 2021. The report, which claims to be informed by sources in the console's supply chain, says the new version of the Nintendo Switch will feature improved interactivity and better quality display. There are no suggestions as to the power of the hardware, so it's unclear if this is a pro-like or an update with more powerful internals. Rumors of an enhanced Nintendo Switch began in 2019 and sparked up again earlier this year. Nintendo has extinguished the flames, announcing it had no plans to release a new Nintendo Switch in 2020, but said nothing about a new console the following year. Um, It makes sense with uh, the Xbox... um, the, what is the new Series one? Xbox X. Series X, okay, and then you have uh, PlayStation 5 on the horizon. It would make sense for Nintendo to do a Pro one, kind of have something that can update, but you don't have to necessarily go buy new stuff. Right. Because that's always the frustrating thing. You have to buy the consoles, but then all your games are not backwards compatible, and then you just have a ton of these things sitting around. So, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Yeah, maybe 4K compatible. Oh, 4K compatible would be sweet. So we'll see. That should be coming soon. And lastly, um, wouldn't you just like to have the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle arcade game in your home? Aside from your one-up, I know you can do it in the one-up form. Well, now you can have it on the go anywhere you want to go. Um, uh, At the Toy Fair yesterday, it was uh, the New York Toy Fair. (laughs) <laughs> now, you know those little mini arcades that they sell at the store, like in the little package, and you could play it? It's like one of these tiny, I don't even know why they do it. It's like a 1.5-inch screen, yeah. real tiny keychain cabinet. Well, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game from 1989, is coming out there. It's going to be $20, and based on the review, it looks kind of cool. 
but we're talking it was kind of from a distance. But how do you play a little arcade? I, I don't know. I, I really love this arcade, but uh, um, yeah, I'd rather I'd rather just take the one up version and have the one up arcade in my house versus the little keychain on the go. Exactly. Or better yet, why don't they just release this on the Nintendo Switch and I could really take it on the go? There that you would go. Be great. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But here nor there. And I digress. That was your entertainment news. Let's go on and roll into the Phoenix birthdays today. All right, pal. Vince McMahon is 75. He's the owner of the WWE. Uh, Chad Michael Murray. He was, uh, I don't know, he's an actor. I don't know off the top of my head what he was in, but 39. Dave Chappelle is 47. Rick James, bitch. Rocky Johnson, former WWF wrestler and the father of Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, would have been 75 today or 76 today. He passed away back in January. Um, he was 75. And Kenny Baker, RT, RT, wow, words are hard today, apparently. <laughs> R2D2 passed away in 2016 at age 81. So it's R2D2's birthday. And lastly, YouTube star Corbin Phoenix, star of the Phoenix Bros show and son of uh, the host of some show called the Kristen Phoenix show. Well, he's 11 today. Happy birthday to your son and my nephew, Corbin. Happy birthday, buddy. And that is your celebrity birthdays today. Well, folks, that does it for the entertainment news. When we come back, it is Rank It With Tony. Don't go anywhere. And, of course, always remember... After these messages, we'll be right back. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775 827 8900 extension 2 now back to the show and we are back folks this is the christian phoenix radio show it is tuesday august 25th now we are all over social media many of you watching us right now on facebook live or youtube live as we speak we also rebroadcast every evening on the aun tv network that's uh, 13 stations across northern california or northern nevada so if you miss us in the morning you can always catch us in the evening now if you want to get a hold of me on social media i'm available at facebook.com forward slash christian phoenix radio that's christian with a k phoenix with an f radio of course with an r or on instagram at christian phoenix and Tony is available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.sanfilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four. Or on Instagram at Tony.sanfilippo81. Now, being that it's Tuesday, every Tuesday, I climb into ring, into the ring. Words are hard. With you guys, the listeners, unless we have a second co-host. And uh, that's where we face off in a battle to the death called Rank It with Tony. <laughs> Yeah. Let's rank it. All right, it's another edition of Rank It, where I pick something off the list. It'll be a random uh, rank of movies. So usually on this, like Christian said, he would take on another co-host, but it's just me and him, and I already have the answer, so I can't play against them. So you watching slightly unfair advantage, Lacey, Annabella, who, by the way, wanted me to say 
if you what, let me read this text she sent me. If uh, you blend up twelve Disney stacks, you have got a chocolate milkshake. So drink that milkshake. Play along at home. All right. Let's do rank it. And today's lovely topic. Are you ready, kids? It's the most rewatchable movies. That's right. What movies can you rewatch over and over and over? Over and my over sister again. would my sister would tell you, and this is a hint and spoiler alert. Uh, my sister would tell you back in the day when we were younger, it'd be a goofy movie. I'd watch that over and over and over. <laughs> and I do like it, but come on. That's not on the list. Okay. You don't have to say a goofy movie. I give you one. There's no goofy movie. All right. So, but it gives me sort of an idea of where to go with things. I would assume. Yeah, yeah. Just any movie, and there's no genre, no nothing. It's just something that you could always go back and watch, and it doesn't get old to you. And I got a feeling you're going to get a few. Okay. And you're going to miss a few. That's just kind of how this <laughs> this goes. Now I just got to get my buttons ready. The I'll give you a ding if you get it. And All right. And we are good. And. I got, uh, let's see, get the Facebook ready. Chime, chime. Okay. We are ready whenever you are, my friend. All right. Uh, one that I know parents, at least in, in this day and age uh, for younger kids, I would say that their kids would say Frozen. Frozen, let it go, let it go. Come on. That is not on the list. It should really? be. Really? It's not. Yes. Randy Savage is not happy with your decision. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm surprised because I know kids play that one to death. Yeah. It's not that. So um, there. I'll leave a hint for you, too. There is... Um, there is a kid movie on here. There's actually two kid movies on here. Okay. That's it. All right. Just two in the top ten. All right. I'm going to go with uh, one of our favorite movies of all time, something we bring up quite often around here, uh, Back to the Future. Marty! you got to do something about your kids, Marty. I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. De -de -de -de. You are... <laughs> Correct, Mundo. Hey, Scott! 1.21 gigawatts! Great stuff. Yep, that is number eight on the ranker list. Since when did you become the physical type? <laughs> All right, uh, so let's see. I would assume there's a number of classics like that. Um, Ooh, Mike and Lacey chimed in. Okay, what did they say? All right, so while you're thinking, they guessed one of our favorite movies of all time. And that would be the Ghostbusters. And you guys, that is number six on the list. All right. Number six. Number six. I'm going to Ooh. question is which one? I'm going to go actually uh, instead with a uh, movie that I just saw over the weekend, Jurassic Park. Number five, Christian. Number five on the list. I don't have a dinosaur button handy. That was Chewbacca. That was terrible. Unless you've got somebody who's chimed in, I'm ready for my next guess. Well, no one else is. Nope. 
Mike and Lacey have chimed in and they have dazed and confused. And I'm sorry, guys, but <laughs> about new. <laughs> it's a good movie, though, but it is not it in is. the top ten. My guess is it's just not popular enough to to make the top ten. Now, uh, going back to your uh, somewhat questionable Chewbacca impression, I'm going to say uh, Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. That is a good one. And surprisingly, it is not on there. Really? It is not. Uh, I'm sure it is actually number 12 oh, on okay. the list. Number oh, yeah. 12. Mike and Lacey have chimed in. Ferris Bueller's Day Off did not make the top 10. It is number oh, 11. Oh, yeah. It's really? on the number list, 11, huh? but it's just number 11. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's see. They already said Ghostbusters. Okay. All right. I've come up uh, along those lines with a uh, movie that anytime I come across it, I have to stop and watch. I'm going to say uh, the movie about your life, Tony, Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day, fantastic choice. But unfortunately, <laughs> Ranker doesn't like your answer. Ah, screw uh, you, Ranker. Lacey has chimed in and said, Breakfast Club, also a great pick. Did not make the top 10. Did not even make the top 20. Okay. Neither did Groundhog Day either, so I'm sure it's outside the top 20 somewhere. Interesting. So most rewatchable movies. Um, let's go something a little bit more modern and uh, say Anchorman. Ooh, also a good one, but like reading the teleprompter, I'm Ron Burgundy. Is a no. Uh, Lacey said the Little Mermaid. Not on there either. I know. I remember. I didn't write this list. You guys are throwing me some good picks here. Very good picks. But alas, not in the top ten. Um, you said there was a kids movie on there. Let's let's say Toy Story. That's a good pick, Christian. It's in the top twenty, but it is. <laughs> In the top ten. Seriously? Yeah, I know it's a ranker list. What do you want? <laughs> oh, ranker! The bane of my existence. Yeah, man. Groundhog Day was forty-one, by the way. Was it really? Wow. <laughs> kind of yeah. low. All yeah, right. Toy Story was fourteen. All right. Um, Be Bella says wreck it, Ralph. Sweetie, thanks for playing, but. Nothing. How about no? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've got time for one more guess before Tony takes us through. Let's say... You guys are going to be so pissed when I read the list. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. All right. Most uh, rewatchable movies of all time. Let's go with... <laughs> Did somebody chime in on something? No, no, it just this just sucks because like I know what it's like to be on that side. We know, were thinking I all know. these, yeah, and uh, the list is kind of kind of BS compared to what you guys have been throwing out. So. All right, uh, out of left field, uh, Debbie does Dallas. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. All right, so Randy Savage is not Anybody else? Anybody else? All righty, we're twice. wrapping her up then. No one else chimed in. So, going from 10 to 1, we'll start at the top. 
Tata Jones, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh, I know that that didn't have short round. I like Temple of the Doom, but yeah, the Last Crusade, number ten. I was even gonna say number Raiders. nine, Shrek, the original Shrek. Play the movie, yeah, play. If, That's number nine. If there's no Pixar movie ahead of Shrek, I'm this list is bogus. Yeah, the list is bogus. Okay, there's not. Yeah. Back to the Future, Marty! Number eight, Home Alone. Number seven, Home Alone. Okay, all right. Ghostbusters, number six. Jurassic Park is number five, which you guys got. Uh, Die Hard, number four. Oh, yeah. Number three, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I had it in there and didn't throw it out. And then... I don't agree with this one. I mean, it is a good movie, but I would not put it this high nor in the top 10, but The Shawshank Redemption. I just don't think that's a movie you would really go back and rewatch over and over, but that's number two on the list. Okay. And the number one most rewatched movie of all time, Forrest Gump. Ah, Forrest Gump's a good one. All right. It is good. And then of course, you know, top ten you know, top twenty you had only you had the Goonies, the Green Mile, Lord of the Rings, Greece, and Men in Black among okay. the ones that you guys did pick. They just weren't there. And that was Rank It with Tony. Remember, I don't pick the list. I just read them. <laughs> Not the worst list in the world, but you know what? There were some questionable thoughts in there, uh, questionable picks in there. When we come back, we have a segment called Teach Him a Lesson. You won't want to miss it. Folks, come back. We'll see you in a few. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, August 25th. Now if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us. Click on the shows and podcast links, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well. Or head over to wherever you get podcasts. So Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now, in this segment, I talked a little bit at the opening of the show about how I got stuck behind a school bus. Obviously, kids are headed back to school. Well, teachers are headed back to school as well. And, you know, every once in a while, teachers make mistakes. They're human. They're just like us. And uh, so I've compiled a list of uh, some of the more hilarious mistakes that teachers have made and uh, figure, you know what, let's go ahead and, and highlight teachers who we are thankful for, but uh, have to just remind everybody that uh, they have their faults as well. For instance, you have this teacher, uh, Twitter user KayleeStacy18 says, a kid gave me a donut this morning and I ate it because I thought it was for me. Now it's snack time and she's asking for her donut back. <laughs> hey, hey, I took a drink there. I almost spit that one out. That was... That was... <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool, man. <laughs> that's the How do you kid, explain? 
That, the, the bad thing is, how do you explain to a kid that you ate the donut? <laughs> right. Because the kid ain't gonna understand. The kids gonna start crying and be pissed off. You can't go get a donut to replace. Oh my gosh, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious, though. I fault the kid for that one. The kid had yeah. to have been more specific, like, "Hey, can you hold on to this for me?" As opposed to, "Here you go," and it's a donut. <laughs> how do you resist, really? Yeah, I can't. It's tempting. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one from the other side of a coin, obviously something you hear quite regularly, but not from teachers so much. It's a picture of a uh, very happy-looking husky with shredded paper everywhere, and it says, Sorry, class, my dog ate everyone's homework. Oh, well, everybody gets an A on that one, so hey, thanks, thanks, husky. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, here's one for teachers that, uh, you know, you're putting together your, uh, your worksheets and, and, uh, to make copies of, make sure you pick your fonts appropriately. Uh, I think this person thought that they were picking, uh, uh fonts for the heading it says properties of addiction. Maybe they assumed they were clouds, but, uh, actually turned out to be uh, penis fonts. <laughs> so each letter is made up of multiple penises. Who like the thing is is why in the hell would the teacher download that font? My guess is because they're very cartoony. They sort of look like clouds, but they are very much not clouds. That is hilarious. <laughs> so, I have to do that on my uh, my next uh, job posting. Maybe I'll get the position. There you go. And folks, I'll be posting. What was a penis clouds? <laughs> I'll be putting this on our Facebook page so that way you guys can take a look just what we're talking about. All right, you have uh, this science teacher. You know, we say words are hard, sometimes for uh, teachers as well. She says, uh, today I said orgasm instead of organism in front of 30, 13-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, that ain't good because they get that. Now, if you would have said it in front of little kids, they probably wouldn't have understood that. They probably would have been spacing off. Probably some of these teens were spacing off anyways, but the right. ones that heard it, they definitely heard it. And I'm sure some chuckles were amongst the crowd. <laughs> Here's uh, some uh, chuckle-worthy, basically a woman who misspoke as well. Again, words are hard. She said, uh, or she says, I said floppy Ds instead of floppy disc today in a class full of senior football players. How was your day? (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) Yeah, uh, that one's going to live forever because those guys will never forget that. (laughs) <laughs> they're they're going to be like 10 years later and they're going to be like, hey, remember when Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Bradford said floppy D's instead of floppy disks? <laughs> good times. <laughs> ah, good times indeed. All right. Uh, you have this one again uh, describing the picture. It says, I thought it would be a good idea to buy my class of year fives. I don't know. That must be something in Europe. Year five, some heart-shaped balloons. Apparently not. Well, a unblown up heart-shaped balloon looks uh, if you hold it upside down uh, looks like a scrotum and uh, when it's blown up it looks like a uh, pair of boobs <laughs> so either way you lose yeah you're a double double winner winner chicken dinner <laughs> all right here's a little slapstick comedy from a twitter user mr legat says missed my chair spectacularly when sitting down after lecturing the kids on not rocking in their chairs couldn't compose myself for a good 20 minutes. Oh, timing was perfect on that, too. <laughs> yeah, it's that's uh, good stuff there. <laughs> good stuff! Uh, here's another one where a picture accompanies it, but uh, says, uh, Oh, that time I made fake snow with my students, and it looked like bags of Coke. 
Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that could uh, that could go bad real quick. Could you imagine being the parent cleaning out the backpack at the end of the day and finding that baggie in there? Oh, Mrs. Mrs. Santos gave it. That's snow. <laughs> she also said it could be ice. Don't put it in your nose, though, Mom. You just, you might get a little crazy. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's a uh, professor who, a little unclear on his own concept, says uh, in an email, subject line disappointed, today was the first day of class and nobody showed up. If this is how you will all act the entire semester, feel free to drop my course. Quickly replied back, I'm sorry, as the subject says, it has just come to my attention that this is an online course. No in-person class time is required. I'm very sorry for the rude email. I'm not a jerk, I promise. Please forgive me, class. <laughs> Oops, yeah, you're starting off on the wrong foot. Now, you just look like a deity because you... <laughs> you should have paid more attention if you're teaching a course, if it's going to be in or out. So shame on him. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, virtual learning, uh, you know, if you are a teacher, make sure you double check what you're posting out. Uh, you have this from uh, Twitter user Christy Murphy Moore says, uh, I accidentally posted a link to a shelf I purchased on Amazon instead of a Google slide presentation. She got a reply. Whoops. Mrs. Moore, when you click the link, is it supposed to take you to a flower pot holder? Probably <laughs> not. <laughs> no, that's funny. That's uh, what happens when you're not paying attention to your work and you're still and you're shopping on Amazon. You're doing multitasking. Sometimes it, it can backfire on you. <laughs> uh, speaking of backfiring, you know, uh, I don't know how often you played it in school, Tony, but uh, Hangman was always a favorite. Um, thing to do when maybe it was like a rainy day out and uh, you couldn't do recess. Uh, did you guys play Greenland? Uh, oh, uh, oh uh, yeah, Hangman we did Hangman often. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we did that a lot, actually. <laughs> well, and especially, well, mainly elementary, but yeah, we did that. Well, in this picture, uh, the teacher decided to uh, have the class guess the word grassland. Well, uh, the way their guesses all worked out, uh, they forgot to uh guess the G and the R before anything else, so uh, at one point it just said Assland, which, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. That's, well, that's just the way it was guessed, so there you go. Tony, did you ever have a, uh, a class pet in any of your classes? Yeah, we did. We had, uh, in third grade, um, we had, uh, it was a mouse or a rat or something, and its name was uh, Sparky. And uh, and I got to take it home. I, like I, at the end, like I got to keep it, and my mom was pissed. But yeah, <laughs> Spark, Sparky, the the red eyed rat, is what it was. It was uh -huh. this white albino rat with red eyes. <laughs> well, my mom was pissed. If you're a teacher, remember to feed your class pet over the uh, break. Apparently, this teacher forgot, and uh, they've got a sign on the fish tank that says, Gone Fishing, Be Back Monday, Bonnie, Clyde, and Bubbles. My guess is that uh, Bonnie, Clyde, and Bubbles are not making their way back. It'll be... Uh, <laughs> they're, they're dead ringers. They're doppelgangers. But, uh, folks, <laughs> that does it for this edition of Teach Them a Lesson. When we come back uh, after the long break, we have our call-in topic of the Brett bet wow the best prank calls don't go anywhere we'll see you guys in about seven minutes
it up. Fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Welcome back, folks, to the second hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, August 25th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Speaking of crazy, I'm still joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, hour two on a Tuesday. How you feeling? Feeling good, buddy, and uh, still that Taco Tuesday, but, uh, you know, it is definitely good. I had tacos last night because I uh, have to close. I mean, I work till midnight tonight. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get tacos in today, so I had them yesterday. So you had a Taco Monday. I had a Taco Monday. Okay. Tacos yes. are good any day of the week, but uh, especially on Tuesdays. Yes, especially Tuesdays. So. <laughs> Well, folks, this is the interactive portion of the show where we invite you guys, the listeners and the watchers, to call in at 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255, toll-free from anywhere in the world on our topic. At the end of this segment, we'll open it up to you guys. Topic today is best prank phone calls. Obviously, this comes around that uh, if you are a regular listener to the show, you will have noticed in some of our Calling topics, including yesterday and I want to say last Wednesday, we've had a, a couple prank calls call in. Uh, we're both blessed by them and cursed by them. Obviously, they relate nothing to the call-in topic except except for today's. Uh, but at the same time, they're a lot of fun. Uh, you know, if you are going to do a prank call, yeah, play along. That's all we ask. But uh, what we are asking today is your favorite prank calls. Either you can call in and explain it to us, or you can just go through the motions as if we were an unexpected uh, recipient of that prank call. Now, these days, obviously, prank calls are uh, more, f- uh, I guess you could say, fewer and far between with the advent of things like uh, caller ID, and most people don't call anyway. You know, you get text messages, you get uh, voicemails, uh, tweets, Facebook Messenger, whatever it may be, uh, very few phone calls, so it's a little bit harder to pull off these days. Tony, you and I worked in high school back in the uh, early 2000s, no, late 90s, at uh, a place called Teleperformance. And uh, I think it still exists oh. to some degree out here. But essentially, it was a telemarketing company. We were charged with selling uh, magazine subscriptions. We took it really seriously for a couple weeks and then uh, goofed off uh, after that until one day I went to lunch and decided never to come back. Yeah, you, you left me hanging. Um, that that job, oh, God. I remember uh, we tried to uh, get fired. Yeah. <laughs> because we both couldn't quit because our parents wouldn't like we had to have a job a senior year you had to work and it was just like oh if we you can't work if you you know if you get let go 
You could not get fired. I bet, like, you, if that was still rolling down in, uh, down in, uh, if, I was going to say down in Denver, down in Carson, down in uh, Carson, if it was still there, I guarantee you'd still have a job. Oh. Like they'd just be like, "Oh, good to see you, Christian. Long time no see." Yeah, I, I think they were just hard up for people that uh, they didn't care what you did, <clears throat> and they listened to calls. Calls were monitored, but uh, you know there were times where we would take joy in just reaching over and hanging up on the other person's phone call. Or uh, one time in particular that uh, I called Mister Zhang, and uh, if you're a fan of Wayne's World, Tony leans over and into my microphone goes Zhang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i did do that yeah uh, i was laughing so hard i had to hang up but uh, uh it, canceling each other's uh right in the middle of the sale too oh yeah yeah like christian did uh he barreled over to mine and in response to zang i was at the stage to get the uh poor old guy's credit card number for field and stream and then christian leans over don't do it. It's a scam. It's a scam. <laughs> and then the guy's like, oh, and hangs up. Cost me my damn sale. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the good old days. <laughs> but we are talking prank phone calls. And like I said, after this segment, we want to hear from you guys at 844-790-TALK. 844-790-8255. Before we open those phone lines, let's recap some of the prank calls we've gotten over the last uh, week or so, starting with this one. But we do have somebody on the line so we can find out uh, where they might want to travel to. Woo! Who are we speaking with? Yeah. Hi. Hi, who is this? I really like watching people die. <laughs> so, apparently that prank caller really liked watching people die. And uh, Tony and I both said at first we thought that was Tim. It was not Tim. Kind of sounded oh. like Tim, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, it's Tim. And then in the same segment, more than likely was the same caller, but you never know. We got this one. Well, we do have another caller. Uh, let's give this another try, shall we? Hi, who are we speaking with? Yeah, my name is Bob. Hey, Bob, how you doing? Not too bad. Hey, yeah, I was calling in because I got the strange rash. I was wanting to know if you guys are still offering up that uh, ointment. We do. So uh, you're going to go to uh, www.ointmentsrus, and then you're going <laughs> uh, Hung up. I was just starting to have it, fun that, with them. That one was good because you were so quick on the draw there. <laughs> and then yesterday, we got this one. Again, may have been the same person. You never know, but uh, still having fun with it. Hi, who are we speaking with? Good morning. My name is Dale. Good morning. I'm sorry, did you say this you? is Dale? Yes, sir. All right, Dale. Hi, Dale. A skill that you're unusually good at, hey. what would you say yours is? Oh, absolutely. Real quick, I just want to apologize if it's echoey. I'm in the bathroom, but I just really wanted to say, I really love you so. <laughs> wow. That hurt my ears. <laughs> well, thanks, Dale, that you love the show. Why did you bail? I know. I know. We like to have fun. <laughs> So we had Dale, who uh, left us with that, that wonderful high-pitched screech. Uh, Bob, Dale, and do you like scary movies? <laughs> but folks, we are opening the phone lines to you guys now. That number, 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. When we come back, we want to hear your best prank calls. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few.
join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. I love it when our announcer is spot on with the segment that we're talking about. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, August 25th. Yes, uh, inviting you guys to call in right now, 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255, toll-free from anywhere in the world. We are talking the best prank phone calls you've either uh, made or received. Uh, Tony and I mentioned we had a lot of fun when we did uh, teleperformance back in the day uh, as uh, telemarketers and uh, didn't take it quite so seriously. But uh, again, we want to hear from you guys that number, 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. Now, while we're waiting for people to chime in, uh, Tony, when you were a kid, did you do prank phone calls and uh, what were some of your go-tos? Yeah, so I did do it a lot. <clears throat> the best ones we would do is like in your yearbooks, you know, and you know, people would write your numbers down there. We would call <laughs> a bunch of phone numbers on there. We would just prank fellow classmates. They'd be harmless. They'd just be like whatever dumb jokes that we thought were funny and uh, it'd be like as lame from younger years, yeah, as lame as is your refrigerator running? We better go catch it. <laughs> um, so you know, or it'd be like you would start up a weird conversation with them and just be like, yeah, you know, remember that time? And they're like, what? Right. Who is and this? Just, you just have, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, we did used to call. Uh, I always really remember we called this poor guy. His name was Donald Dick. That was his name. <clears throat> and uh and we thought we were stupid teenage kids and thought the name was funny and so we would call Still the poor funny, Donald but... Dick and, <laughs> and we'd call this poor guy and just and just and then we would just mess with him we try to talk like Donald Duck and then uh we just really mess with him like I don't know why we just picked Picked his name out of the phone book, and that was the guy we'd prank call all the time. <laughs> well, and I know you still, to some degree, do it receiving calls when it's an unknown number or pops up as oh. potential spam. Um, you know, none of us have time for, you know, the garbage that comes through these days where they call, claim their social security or, you know, you're going to be sent to jail for not paying your power bill. Tony, you have fun with that. Oh, I love it. That's I actually thrive off of that. So I love picking up weird calls and just playing the part. Like uh, one time this guy's like, hello, um, your uh, identity is in question. I go, oh, my God, is it? Oh, oh, please. I go, uh, oh, we have, save me from this. Could you? And, you know, you give them, give them what you want. And they're like, yeah, I go, you still have my addresses. Uh, five, six, seven, eight, Star Lane, right? Yep, that's correct. Oh, perfect. Um, um, and that still shows Brighton, Colorado. Yep. Oh, oh gosh, yeah, you have me. And it's like they can't tell I'm being sarcastic. Or <laughs> you know, the classic one was the one in Seattle last year when the guy called or the person called, and I was like, "I saw you. I can't hear you. I'm not a big deal. I'm gonna hang up on you right now. Goodbye, Dan." <laughs> and then I pissed off the ex-girlfriend, and that turned into a uh, memorable like aha moment yeah that was sort of the straw that broke the camel's back in that relationship yeah, absolutely but, yeah you know. if you can't handle that but yeah anytime i get it it's off the cuff i don't know what i'm gonna say um and i love messing with the people but then i got paranoid like one time i was i felt like i was on too long mm. i'm like 
are they just are they gonna like hack my phone? People are weird, so I'm just like, they got paranoid and hung up. They're gonna but, triangulate yeah. your position and uh, home in on you with their uh, super secret spy drones. Yeah, something weird. Yeah, I got I get kind of paranoid, like they were doing something in my phone because I felt like there's no way they would be buying in. And it was the one where I was giving them the fake address, and they're like, uh, uh-huh, yep, that's the one we got. And I got like, oh, like they're playing along a little too well. Yeah, so I'm like, uh, yeah, I better get off. So then I hung up. But yeah, that's uh, your modern day prank calls. All right, um, all right. I do, I do love messing with them. <laughs> if I answer, I typically don't answer. But if I'm going to, I will do it. Or if I have an audience, like if I have my friends around me uh, in the car or something, I'll do it just to entertain. So yeah, fair enough. Folks, we are talking the best prank calls you've ever made or received. Again, give us a call right now, 844-790-TALK. 844-790-8255, or you can chime in on our Phoenix uh, Facebook page uh, here on the live video. So I pulled up a list of, it says the 18 best prank call ideas. I don't know if they are. Tony, I'm going to run them by you, see what you think. First one says, call anybody, and when they answer, act like they called you. Is that something you've ever done? Um... I, maybe it's just like a girl back in high school. Like, <laughs> did you just call me? No. Did you call me? I'm sure oh. I missed a call from this number, right? Yeah, definitely. I swear you called me. No. No, I haven't. Not in recent memory. I can't think of doing that. But younger Tony, it sounds like something I would have done. <laughs> How about uh, this on the flip side? Call, again, any random number. Act like you know who they are. <laughs> I have done that as a younger kid, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a couple in here that uh, are some, you know, classics. I know uh, you've mentioned in the past that uh, you've ordered pizza, f- pizzas for the neighbor kids. So along these lines, uh, you call Pizza Hut, ask them for the number to Domino's. If they give it to you, then call Domino's and ask them the number for Pizza Hut. Yeah, <laughs> I, I haven't done that one, but we've done the uh, order the pizza. Or uh, Sean Tabor, my neighbor across the diagonal way, I think we uh, ordered a pizza tuna at his house one time. <laughs> oh. Sorry, Sean, if you're listening. I don't know if your mom or whoever answered. And getting a prank pizza ordered to your house might be a nice surprise. Getting 20 prank pizzas ordered to your house, not a great surprise. No, no. I think it was a one-off thing. Right. <laughs> and it was just enough to see if you could see from your window if they actually worked. <laughs> Here's what I wonder if uh, you guys have ever gotten at Costco. In this case, it says call Walmart, but uh, call and try to reserve a shopping cart. No, haven't had that. Um, and actually, we with, always... with Costco, that would work out right now in the time of uh, coronavirus, especially early on when you know they were going through and had to clean all the shopping carts as they go through, and sometimes Ugh. they didn't clean them fast enough. Yeah, we still we still have to do that. that that's still a thing. <laughs> it's. Uh, I just personally, I feel you could just save money. Just have wipes up there and just. You know, or like something for them to clean. It seems pretty easy, but nope, we have somebody that does it for you. Yeah, fair enough. But but no, but no request. I mean, I have gotten calls to ask if we had flatbeds available, but they always call it the orange carts. Do you have the big <laughs> orange carts accessible? Yep. Okay, thank you. But no, they haven't reserved them. Before. Okay. All right. No. Nope. Speaking of reservations, you can call McDonald's and ask for a reservation there. 
again, in this time of coronavirus, it, it might actually somewhat make sense to the person picking up. Yeah. We have a, a... In fact, it was on my birthday. I was with a group of friends, and we called Sam's Club um, to ask what they were doing for like their uh, like their Corona pr- protocols and what time they're closing. It's like we were kind of seeing what they were doing different than us, but like I had to act like I was a, uh, I had to ask how much a membership was and things like that. So, and I did it to be funny, but we kept asking them questions. So I, that's probably the most like recent prank call, but it was really an informative prank call. Yeah, you were, were curious to you, know. You were mystery shopping. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> called the local Sammies here. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, again, we are talking best prank calls you've ever made or received. Give us a call right now, 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. We still have a couple minutes left. Here's one that uh, I actually sort of get on the opposite side. It says, uh, call any business, and when they pick up, say, to speak to a customer, press 1. See if they press it. I can't tell you how many times I have called somebody about something and because of the voice that I do have, they think that I was a pre-recorded message before I ask, start asking them actual questions. That's awesome. On a flip side to that, my voicemail, if you call, it gets people all the time, and I just don't change it. It pisses people off. Um, <laughs> Is it one of those it like, <laughs> hey, what's going on? Yep, exactly. <laughs> it's totally that, and they talk to it, and I give it a nice little period, for, and like, yeah, just kidding, I'm leave a message and they hate it, but I love it because I get a lot of feedback on it. So I just leave it. Um, my friend Annie hates it because she'll have to call for like uh schedule stuff or like things like that. And then, uh, she would just hang up. Like one time I actually answered mm-hmm. and I was like, hello. And that apparently that's how I say it in the voicemail. I, I don't know what it sounds like anymore, but, uh, she's like, damn it, I got that damn voicemail again. And she hangs, I go, no, whoa, 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 it's me, it's me, it's me. <laughs> yeah, you have to like, no, no, for reals, it's, you really have to. It's me actually me. Yeah, uh, so when I hear it, like, when she had to call for work-related things, I would have to be like, yep, it's really me, by the way. So. <laughs> Here's one for you, Tony. It says, call anybody and ask, is this the Krusty Krab? If they say, you might have the wrong number, say, no, wait, this is Patrick. Oh, I don't know. We should call the Wendy's. Like, if no one calls in, we should call one a burger joint and try that. There you go. <laughs> uh, another fast food one. You can call Subway and ask when the next train is leaving. <laughs> Again, we should just do that. Let's try it. <laughs> All right. And then finally, before oh, we close out the segment, uh, here's a good one. Uh, you know, it happens in the store. Might as well make it happen over the phone. Call any store whatsoever. And when they ask, may I help you, say no. I'm just looking. I'm just looking. <laughs> I'm just I'm just looking. And Lacey confirms every time she calls and gets the voicemail. Or if I answer, she never believes it's really me. So, <laughs> Well, folks, that does it our to- for our topic of best prank calls. When we come back, we have a glitch in the Matrix. You won't want to miss it. And remember, after these messages, we'll be right back. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments. 
to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, August 25th. We have a little thing that we mention here a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix Line, a a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to call in, chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you're catching us in replay and you want to leave your best prank call. You can do that on the Phoenix Line. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We will compile those together and put them out in a future show. Now, in this segment, wanted to talk about a, uh, a list that I came across. Uh, there's a phrase that's become part of our lexicon ever since the movie came out in, I want to say, 1999 or so. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah. Sorry. I, I'm sorry. Am I boring you, Tone? No. That, just, <laughs> that, that Yanni just came popping out, man. It just went, oh. Anyway, we're talking about the Matrix and specifically the phrase, a glitch in the Matrix. And of course, in the movie, they talked about anytime you have deja vu, it's a glitch in the Matrix. Something's being changed. Something's going wrong. And now people use that for any sort of weird anomaly that happens in life. And I think now more so than ever, we're experiencing weirdness. We're experiencing glitz, glitches in the Matrix. And so wanted to read a, a few stories that uh, people have posted about uh, their experience with a glitch in the Matrix. Are you ready, Tone? I'm ready. Boy, I, I think so. Yeah, that was too. Yeah, it's when you asked me the questions. Like, <laughs> I even had, I, I didn't have an energy thing, thing but uh, I went to bed at a good time last night. Yeah, yeah hey. maybe you're, uh, you'll be due for a nap. Yeah, well, you won't take one, but I won't take one. I'm always due for a nap, though. All right, let's start with our first glitch in the Matrix. It says one evening, a man and his wife returned home from dinner. When he opened the door, he saw his wife sitting at the computer doing work, which is a normal sight when he gets off of work, except for the fact that she was entering the house with him. When they went to bed, he told her that he'd inexplicably seen her sitting at the computer earlier. She got very serious and told him that she had seen herself sitting at that computer, too. Creepy. Talk about a dead ringer. Ooh, that would be that'd be freaky. That would be definitely uh, strange. I mean, well, if you get used to seeing something, I mean, you just would be like, yeah, that's normal. I always see her sitting there working anyways. But then when she's right there, I mean, that that is weird. That That's weird. Maybe she's the woman in red. Yeah, maybe. Wow. (laughs) All right. Moving on with our next story, uh, Glitch in the Matrix. An off-duty EMT was driving home through a storm when he spotted a Mercedes parked past a barricade with his hazard lights on. He stopped and walked over to it, shining his light in the back seat, where he saw a man slumped over, as if he were sleeping. In the driver's seat was a man sitting upright, staring straight ahead. He didn't blink, move, or respond to taps on the window, and the other passenger was slumped forward on the dashboard. Creeped out, the EMT stepped away to call the sheriff's station. Dispatch asked him for a license plate number, but when he went to check, a large truck was coming down the road, so he waited for it to pass. When it did, the car was suddenly gone. There were trees in one direction and barricades in the other, leaving the man wondering how in the world this car and its mysterious occupants could have simply Vanished. Oh, hell. That's creepy too, man. <laughs> like that's just just 
that's just nuts. Is that something out of a horror movie? Yeah. Like, hey, the slumping. You're setting the narrative right up right there with the rain. It's dark. And, you know, you're just you're doing your job. You you know, you got to be there to help people. And then, uh, yeah, and that's I think, just wow. I, I think even creepier than the guy slumping in the back is the driver who's sitting there staring straight forward, not blinking and not responding to anything. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that's definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and you would think with the truck, you would definitely even with the truck coming, you would see the car take off. You'd at least see it take going one way or something. Then you'd be like, oh, OK, they're OK. Right. But for it to just disappear like that. Yeah. Uh oh. All right. Let's move on with our next story of a glitch in the Matrix. It says this is a simple story. A guy has a girlfriend of two years named Susan. One night he has a dream that he cheated on Susan with his ex-girlfriend. In the dream, while having sex with his ex, he looked over and standing outside the window is his mortified girlfriend, Susan, (gasps) obviously crying. He forgot about the dream, but then a few days later, when he was hanging out with Susan, she told him that she had had a weird dream a few days earlier. She then described the exact same dream he'd had, but from her point of view, looking through the window. Oh, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Have you ever had a shared dream with anybody, Tone? No, not that I could think of. <laughs> uh, I've had some crazy dreams, but uh, not one where you could like finish it for them. That, that was that—that's just crazy. And if Susan is especially like, especially if you didn't tell anybody, you know what I mean? Like, right? If you kept that to yourself, you're like, yeah, I ain't sharing that dream. Yeah. Oof. Unfortunately, if Susan was like most girlfriends, she would have hold it against you uh, for a while, even though it was just a dream. Oh, yeah, dude, X, for sure. The, uh, the ex-wife used to have, <laughs> she had a dream one time I cheated on her, man. I was in the doghouse for seven days. I didn't even know what the F I did. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm like, like, why are you mad at me? You cheated on me. In a dream. Wait. In a dream. You were in a hot tub with five girls. Was I? Cool. Because that never happened. You know? <laughs> when can I have that dream? Yeah, yeah. Can I live this? Can I live this out? No, I cannot. So. <laughs> All right. Moving on with our glitches in the matrix. A man recalls working as a vendor at a fish market. One morning, he woke up, got dressed, got tea, went to the docks, bought some fish, and did his entire routine before selling fish all day. He spoke with friends, smoked cigarettes, counted his money, paid his stall rent, went home, ate dinner, relaxed, and went to bed. Boy, a lot of descriptions here. Uh, The next morning, he woke up ready to go back to the docks for fresh fish, only things were different. He was in bed next to his wife, and it was a Saturday, so he didn't have work. It was all a dream. He's a married man who had never worked in a fish market, yet somehow experienced life as some single fish vendor in an entirely different life with no idea how it happened. Okay, that one's not as scary, but... Yeah, yeah, that one was just like, he had a dream, he was a fisherman guy. There was a lot of fish description. Fish, fish, (laughs) Just like, I've had a dream where I could fly. Like, literally. Like, I could just fly around. Guess what? I didn't wake up and be like, oh, gee, today? I bet I could do that again. Nope. Yeah, it it was like he was living a second life. I don't know about you, Tony, but anytime I dream about my daily routine or my work, I wake up feeling exhausted because I have to go into my daily routine and go to work. And it's like, come on, let me dream about something fantastical, not just everyday minutia. Yeah, minutia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on with our glitches in the matrix. A 
A boy and his mom were in a woodsy area near their backyard taking pictures of old cars to sell. Suddenly, there was a rustling in the bushes, and his mom told him to run, so he booked it. As he sprinted, he, <laughs> he heard a clanking sound as if someone had jumped on the cars. He arrived at his house in a panic, only to find his mom sitting at the table reading the paper. He asked his mother about it as an adult, and while she remembers having cars in the backyard that she sold, she doesn't recall this incident ever happening. Crazy. I wonder if that's one where, you know, as a kid, you make sort of false memories as you grow up and, and or don't remember things quite exactly as they were. I wonder if that was the case. Maybe he was imagining it or was with a friend not his mom but uh you never know could be just another glitch in the matrix it could be but it is true sometimes you remember things different that's why it's great when you have memories with somebody else because you know you you remember it each different ways like the the narrative is the same it's the same type of story but just a little bit different elements right. just of how one remembered it it's not like it didn't happen just there are just different spins on it sometimes because sometimes a long time ago, you don't remember every little detail. Right. Right. And like I said, your mind makes things up or, you know, it, it, details are, are slightly different. Well, let's move on. Someone recalls their dad having a little toy monkey that he used to teasingly say was his favorite child. It was an ongoing joke. This person and their siblings would try to steal the monkey playing into it. One day, they got a hold of the monkey and drew all over it with a sharpie, then threw it in the garbage. They laughed when their dad searched for it, but he gave up when he figured they'd thrown it out. A few years later, this person was walking down the street in Toronto when they saw an orange object on the side of the road. They walked up to it, and it was the exact same toy monkey, black sharpie lines and all. This person is still stunned, unable to figure out how this is possible when their garbage is sent to a local dump that's nowhere near Toronto. It's like Annabelle. That's, yeah, I was going to say, that's just creepy. That's what you get for this destroying your toy monkey. Abu does not approve. <laughs> and, yeah, like, and then they were murdered not, three days later. Yeah, geez, yeah. Well, don't don't pick up the monkey. Just keep going. Like that's that is freaky, but uh, yeah. And finally, let's go ahead and close out this segment of a glitch in the matrix with this story. It says a dude was in a car with a couple of friends heading home from a road trip. His parents called to see how far away he was and told them he'd be there in about twenty-five minutes. Shortly thereafter, he came around a bend and saw a full moon, which was reflected in the lake below. The road ahead was completely empty, not a single car in sight. Suddenly, everything went pinch, pitch black for a moment. No dashboard lighting, no headlights on the road, no music. Then the music was back with the CD playing from the beginning, and there was a vehicle being pulled over by a cop a quarter of a mile ahead, though it hadn't been there a split second earlier. He assumed that he'd momentarily fallen asleep, but after a few moments, the driver of the car exclaimed that he thought he'd just fallen asleep as well. They shared the experience, and more concerning was the clock, which was reading an hour later than it had been earlier. To avoid freaking out, they convinced themselves that the, the car may have had an electrical failure that reset the clock, but when they arrived at his house 25 minutes later, he was an hour late. To this day, he has no idea how to explain the brief blackout and missing hours. 
That is a simple explanation. They were abducted by aliens, and that does it for this edition of Glitch in the Matrix. Folks, when we come back, we're heading to the final segment of the show. We drop a little knowledge, hopefully a few laughs. It is this day in history. Don't go anywhere. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. Well, this is it, folks. It's the final segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Tuesday, August 25th, but not before we have a little more fun to close out the show. Fun? Did you say fun? I said fun. Oh, I thought you said fun. Like, what's fun? Maybe flan, you know, the, flan? the, the Mexican mm. uh, uh, dessert. In any Flans case, is good. if you folks missed a portion of the show, you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcasts links, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix radio show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Dozer, Doozer, Deezer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Uh, no. I'm going to have to say I am a mega god. Ooh. That's a I'm even bigger than that. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, while you're there, be sure to subscribe so you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. That way we know what you think. And tell your friends. Because why, Tone? Sharing is caring. Care Bear Stare. Well, folks, Hello, Care Bear Stare. Being that it's the final segment of the show, as we do each and every day, we gonna we are going to drop a little knowledge on you and hopefully a few laughs. It is this day in history. Crossing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's this day in history with your correspondent on the Christian Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite the same effect as it had the first time, but uh, I still get a kick out of yeah. that. I, I like it still. Yep. All right. Um, uh, this day in history, Mamma Mia, this day in 1609, Galileo demonstrates his first telescope to Venetian lawmakers. Ooh, well, thanks, Mr. Galileo. Mamma Mia! Galileo Galilei. All right. Uh, <laughs> Figaro, Figaro. We have uh, this day in 1698 where... Uh, my guess is a self-imposed nickname. Tsar Peter the Great returns to Moscow after a trip through Western Europe. Is he really Ooh. that great? Um, nice no, I. <laughs> All right, here's one that uh, I'm only going to attempt because the uh, names are sort of uh, difficult to say. But uh, let's see if I can do it without flippoing it. General and revolutionary. Uh, this day in 1802, Toussaint Louverture imprisoned in Fort de Joux in Jura, France. Vivi, vuvu. I like your uh, article because I learned Russian as I was starting to be French. We will move right now. Yep, we're not adding French to your wheel of impressions, Tone. Oh, let me practice it. Ah, Francais. <laughs> Here's a uh, 
unnecessary event on this day in history. 1875, Captain Matthew Webb makes the first observed and unassisted swim across the English Channel in 21 hours and 45 minutes. My question That's is just, lot is- why? Why? Yeah. Just to say you did it, I guess? I mean, no thanks. Sharks. Yeah, all that drowning, all that stuff. No thanks. Not for me. Uh, I'm, no thanks. No. I'm good. Well, good for him, though. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, good for you. This day in 1914, German Zeppelins bomb Antwerp, Belgium, where 10 die. Um, you know, Zeppelins were one of those things that uh, were quite popular in the early turn of the century. Oh, excuse me. And uh, obviously, for certain reasons, uh, became less popular. But uh, moving on, this day in 1921, the U.S. signs the peace treaty with Germany, effectively ending World War I. E. Well, it's funny that I brought this up because <laughs> it was this day in 1929. Graf Zeppelin passes over San Francisco for Los Angeles after the Trans-Pacific Voyage. And the Hindenburg disaster ends the age of Zeppelins. So uh, it was this day for the reason why Zeppelins no longer exist. Gotcha. It was the show Fringe. I think we've talked about this. The Uh alternate universe in Fringe. They had the Zeppelins in modern day still flying around. It'd be really weird to see them just modern. It'd be a little on the, I don't want to say creepy side because it'd be normal. But like if you saw one today, it'd be uh, different. Right. And, uh, to be fair, depending on what city you're living in, you'll see the Goodyear blimp flying around, and that's you know a little bit of a novelty. But you know, zeppelins were just flying around like airplanes. Uh, it would be quite strange. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that's just a zeppelin. <laughs> Moving on, this day in 1944, General Charles de Gaulle walks the Champ Elysees in Paris after the liberation of the city from Nazi occupation. Good for you, Charles de Gaulle. Good job, Charles. I won't even do a French accent for you. That's how proud I am of you. Good job. Probably a good idea. This day, 1950, Sugar Ray Robinson knocks out Jose Besora to win the middleweight boxing title. Um, I've met Sugar Ray Leonard. Never knew Sugar Ray Robinson. You let Nathan out! (laughs) So glad you self-censored yourself, Tone. Yes, I did, buddy. All right. Same day, 1950, Rashomon, a Japanese film directed by Akira Kurosawa, starring Toshiro Mufuni and Machiko Kiyo, is released. And it's the Honorary Academy Award winner in 1952. That movie was a groundbreaking movie. It was a must-study when I went to film school. And it spawned so many uh, other movies, uh, probably most notably the um, uh, Magnificent Seven. The western that's awesome the western one the yeah western. i didn't never heard of that but i mean for you going to film school being able to study it that's pretty cool to hear that yeah speaking of film school and uh colleges worldwide every college student has this person to thank from this day in 1958 momofuko ando markets the first package of pre-cooked instant noodles or ramen oh Ooh, i can't I tell like, you like, how how much ramen i've had in my time yeah, ramen is awesome. Ah, Mama Fuko, we don't carry your ramen today. <laughs> we have a special order coming for you. At some point when uh, you get really desperate, you try figure, figuring out ways to uh, kick up that ramen uh, as opposed to being just the same old flavor packet. 
Oh, dude, my uh, first month of living in uh, in this place, man, it was ramen central. <laughs> I just I went on a ramen kick, dude. It was cheap. It's not like I'm I was poor. Right. I couldn't go out and eat, but dude, it just it was cold outside, dude. Ramen just sounded bomb. Ramen and like a grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah, a ramen's good, full of sodium. You know, get a little bloated on it, but. You never know. Anyway, this day in 1960, the AFL begins placing players' names on the back of their jerseys. I would assume before that they'd have to say, number 20 passes to number 32. As number 32, oh, they're tackled by number 15. Yeah, much better that they have names on the jerseys. I like it. Easier to tell apart who's who. Uh, Very smart move on their part. And I'm glad it transitioned when the NFL took them over uh, down the line. Yep. Don't know what year that was. Couldn't tell you unless it's on this list. This day in 1967, the Beatles go to Wales to study transcendental meditation with Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. And of course, uh, you know, that spawned some of their later albums, uh, some of the weirder things they did, obviously under the influence of some quite illicit drugs. But, uh. Hey, John and Ringo, I have a special treat. It's in the picnic basket. Let's write an album. Where, <laughs> Yogi? Uh, Don't know where Yogi Bear came from, but okay. Well, from Hirasha Yogi. Oh, 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 gotcha. (laughs) When we were tripping on LSD. I'm talking to Yogi Bear. All right. We wrote a song song about a picnic basket. (laughs) This day in 1970, Elton John's first U.S. appearance. Oh, right. The bitch is back, man. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, This day in 1977, Canadian and NHL player Tim Horton posthumously inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. I love his restaurants up there in Canada. The donuts. I've I've only, I've never eaten at actual Tim Horton's. When I was in New York three years ago, I did try Tim Horton's donut holes. Um, and I don't know if it was officially, you know, it's kind of like how you go to like your seven elevens here and they have, uh, Krispy Kremes in them and they're not, you know, it's like they're kind of shipped there. They're from Krispy Kreme, but maybe not as good fresh. Um, I, I think it was kind of that it was okay. Um, I, I would love to try a Tim Hortons though. I'd love to go to Canada. eh? and, uh, I've, I've, I know all about Tim Hortons. I've heard of them. Yeah. So I'd love to try it. I hear it's very popular. It is. All right, finally, this day, 1981, Voyager 2, we've talked about a couple times, is its closest approach to Saturn on its way to Uranus. Uh, cheap Whoa! joke in there. <laughs> that, was tra- that was traveling because it was in Saturn. And then uh, as we close the show, a couple holidays today. Today is Kiss and Makeup Day, National Banana Split Day, National Park Service Founders Day, National Secondhand Wardrobe Day, and Tony, here's a favorite of yours, National Whiskey Sour Day. Folks, that does it for our Tuesday show. Come back tomorrow, won't you? We'll have a wonderful Wednesday. And, uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of your day, folks. We'll see you later. Later.